Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in. Hour number two of the program here on Friday morning. Hope that uh, your day is going well. It's going to be a nice one today. And, of course, we're talking about a variety of things this morning, as we usually do. But I did I did lead things off with the news, if you are heading to Providence, that the two westbound lanes that they were creating on the eastbound side of the Washington Street Bridge that were supposed to open in two weeks, and then... The Rhode Island Department of Transportation said could probably happen as soon as this weekend. Well, even sooner than that, they're actually open today. So that should help with some of the traffic issues. Uh, they also said starting Monday, they will have ferry service from Bristol to Providence. So I don't know how many people are going to take advantage of that, but that can help as well. Uh, but keep in mind, there still will be some traffic delays if you are heading that way. And they also announced, too, uh, Governor Dan McKee said yesterday that if you need to go to the hospital for having a baby or other emergency services, that first of all, you should not drive yourself if you think that you would need to take the bridge because it is not going to be a fast situation. However, if you need to call an ambulance or you should call an ambulance, and then what will happen is the state will pay for that ambulance ride if it's deemed that it was necessary that you call the ambulance to be able to get over the bridge. That's a pretty significant way to help out in this situation, I think. That's going to be beneficial. I'm just taking a look at the live traffic right now. Just kind of scanning around. Give me a moment. I can tell you that, of course, as expected, there is a traffic backup on the bridge. And it looks like there's also uh, a few other traffic backups around the city, but that probably aren't directly related to 
trying to get on, you know, getting around the bridge. So it seems like the detours around the bridge are okay at this time. There's just a little bit of a slowdown in a couple of the areas. Um, like, literally, it looks like a block or two backed up. But, of course, the bridge itself does still have a backup, but it's it's not as long as you would expect. It's pretty much just the length of the bridge, which is probably people slowing down uh, in order to traverse those new lanes that they've made on the eastbound side. It's also 7, 10 in the morning. So that situation may change as, as time goes on. We'll keep an eye on it. Also, uh, I want to point out, too, that if you missed our discussion yesterday with Tom Nickerson, the president of the New Bedford Educators Association, regarding the changes in dismissal time at New Bedford High School, uh, we do have the podcast is posted, but we also have an article up at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app that you can check out with more details. I will also have later today the article that will have the information for sending for reaching out to Dara Collins, who is working on the Irish TV documentary regarding people who were buried alive and who is looking for anyone that remembers when country Bill White came to New Bedford in 1978 and was buried under the WBSM parking lot back in the, uh, the days of it being over where Fathoms is now on, on Pope's Island. That if you remember, if you went down there, maybe you took some photos, maybe you took some 8mm or 35mm movies of it, whatever it may be, Dara is looking to talk to you. He's, he's compiling all of this information and materials that he can. Uh, I did speak with Jim Phillips yesterday, who very vividly remembers what went on with Country Bill White, and he's going to be talking to Dara about it. Uh, but, uh, of course, Dara is looking to collect more recollections, so if you have any you would like to share with him, we'll have all that information for you in that story. But the more I look into the story, the more fascinated I am by it. Especially because Jim Phillips, and I'm going to save this for, this for the written story, but Jim Phillips says it might not be all that it seems. At least that's the rumor that was going around. And we'll get into some of that in the writing, and hopefully they get into some of that in the documentary as well. Also, we were talking about in the last hour... The fact that the city of New Bedford put out the press release yesterday to announce all of the city celebrates New Year's Eve um, festivities. And it's going to be a lot of the things that you know and love around Custom House Square. If you go down there each year, you know what I'm talking about. Toe Jam Puppet Band, the Miracle Fish Puppets, all those kind of things. Um, the Cirque Delight Show, all those things will be taking place. But what won't be happening are fireworks. Instead of fireworks, traditional fireworks, there's going to be an, an LED drone light show. So instead of setting off fireworks, these will be piloted drones that will be able to perform, which I believe they're all you know computerized, synchronized together, they'll be able to perform various different light displays over Union Street. Now that's going to be an amazing show based on the video that I put into the story there for you to check it out on the app and on the website. But it's also going to be a much more limited scope of who can see it from where. So just keep that in mind. If you're used to sitting on your rooftop, you know, in the north end and looking up and seeing the fireworks on New Year's Eve, you're probably not going to see this LED drone light show. It'll just be closer to the ground and in a, you know, more concentrated area. But I thought, and I was saying before, and it kind of got lost 
a little bit in what I was saying because I went off on a on a rant about it. But the to me, fireworks are overrated. I just don't enjoy them. Like I don't dislike them, but I just I don't know. I use the phrase, you've seen one fireworks show, you've seen them all, and people are taking offense to that. They're like, no, fireworks are also very customizable, as Brock points out. Yes, you're right. You're right. Um, but the... To me, the idea of being able to customize this LED drone light show to have New Bedford-specific images and taking a look at some of the images they were able to do, and the video that I posted is from the company, Sky Elements, that's doing the New Bedford show. You can have Moby Dick up there. You can have, you could have Frederick Douglass up there. You could have, if you wanted to, you know, a big LED drone Malasada. Whatever you want to put up there, whatever you want to have that represents New Bedford, they can do it. I think that that's going to be really intriguing to see. But my reaction was, we're going to get a lot of angry comments about this. There's going to be a lot of people who are upset because people love fireworks. People get upset when you make changes to their fireworks displays, when you shift the date or when you say we're going to do this in the fall instead of in the summer or whatever it may be. People get upset because they want their fireworks the way they want them and when they want them. So I thought there was going to be a lot of backlash to this. There was going to be a lot of people complaining. Why can't they just do regular fireworks? Not everything has to be better. The fireworks I grew up with were fine. I was expecting a lot of that. But instead, what I've seen is a lot of positive comments from people who are saying, wow, this is going to be really unique. I'm really excited for this. I can't wait to see this. I've always wanted to see one of these shows. Or, you know, this is going to be great because, you know, if it's, if it's low clouds, we can still see it. They don't have to postpone it. People who are saying, you know, this will be better for dogs and, and people with PTSD and small children that are in the area. I mean, all of that's part of it. I still say, you know, if you live downtown and you have a dog, you should know that on 4th of July and New Year's Eve, there's going to be fireworks. Because you know how that happens. You know that that happens with some people where, you know, they move downtown, they've lived there for 10 years, then they go out and they get a dog and they're like, I can't believe they have fireworks. Those fireworks are scaring my fluffy. The fireworks that they had for 10 years before you got a dog. The 10 years that you lived there before you got the dog. But anyway, and don't, don't shake your head at me. You know that that's how it happens. But there's been a lot of positive reaction to this. So that tells me two things. One, this is probably the future of celebrations like this, not just in New Bedford, but other places. Other places might pick up some of these too. And it could be a combination of they do both. Some, some people might want to have one of these displays and then fireworks afterwards. So it doesn't mean that this is going to be the end of traditional fireworks, but it's exciting that, that um, they're being embraced by the public. It also tells me another thing too, there's going to be a lot of people that want to get down to Union Street to check this out. So make sure that you get there early if you plan on going. The drone show is set for 8.30 on New Year's Eve. So keep that in mind. You want to make sure that you get down there, that you get parking, 
that you are participating in all of the other events that are going on. And that, by the way, that'll still get you home in time before midnight. So you can still watch the ball drop. You can still, you know, do whatever it is that you want to do at midnight, have a drink, have a kiss, whatever it may be. I like to do both. When the clock turns midnight, I kiss my drink. Now I'm usually in, usually asleep. We have we have New Year's Day off, right? Yeah, we do. All right, so I don't have to be in bed by that point, but I usually don't make it to midnight. Or if I do, I'm watching TV and don't even realize that it's midnight because I'll get wrapped up in a Twilight Zone marathon. Or I guess they don't do the Three Stooges anymore. They didn't do it last year. Or if they did, maybe they did it like after midnight and I missed it. But that was always growing up. That's what I did on New Year's Eve. Well, there were a number of years where my parents took us to Boston and we went and took part in first night celebrations. But if if it was bad weather and we didn't want to go up there and make the trek, it was always the Three Stooges Marathon on Channel 38. And I continued that on when I moved out on my own because I wasn't going up to Boston for the fireworks. So I would just stay in and watch the Stooges. At the time I was married, it would drive my wife nuts. She did not like the Stooges. Then the Twilight Zone Marathon became a thing, and we would watch that. And then I would kind of flip back and forth between the two. I even put up with the fact that 38 forced the Andalmans down our throat with the Three Stooges Marathon because they were the ones that were paying for it. I was like, I, I think I've seen more of the Andalmans than I've seen of the Stooges during this broadcast tonight. That doesn't seem right. But there's a lot of other things to watch. And you know what? Most of the time I even forget that it's New Year's Eve and I just put on a movie or something. I'll still go out and get some snacks, even though it's just me. I'll get some snacks, put a little something together. Won't get as much as I usually get because I don't eat as much anymore. But, you know, the carbs that you consume on New Year's Eve don't count. So I can have a couple maybe potato skins or crab rangoons or something. Have you ever tried to get Chinese food on New Year's Eve? Oh, my God. You got to put in your order the day before. I'm not kidding. And then they tell you what time to pick it up. And then, you know, hopefully they're on track. But you have to understand that they're not, probably not going to be. What what a what a thing that is. Maybe I don't know. Maybe some year I'll just go up to the Kowloon and celebrate right there. So we were getting some app chat messages. Uh, of course, Mary called in uh, concerned about the story about some folks are actually overdosing on these weight loss weight loss drugs like I'm taking the Manjaro, and. This uh, I'm reading the CNN story here. It says poison control centers across the USA. They are seeing a steep increase in calls related to semaglutide, an injected medication used for diabetes and weight loss, with some people reporting symptoms related to accidental overdoses. Some have even needed to be hospitalized for severe nausea, vomiting, and stomach pain, but their cases seem to have resolved after they were given intravenous fluids and medications to control nausea. And that's, that's what it is. If you take too much, that's what happens. You just get sick. Now, taking too much over prolonged periods of time can cause significant damage. But if you just take too much one time, you're getting a stomachache. You're getting diarrhea. You're getting cramps. 
I didn't have any side effects when I first started taking it. They warn you that all of those things will probably happen. I didn't have any of them. Even as I've increased my doses, I've never had any. The one time that I had an issue was I took, uh, you know, early on in taking this medication, I, um, I overate and felt sick, like just a little nauseous. And then when I went to Block Island, they tell you not to drink when you're taking it. And I went to, to Block Island and I drank a lot more than I normally would. And so it definitely had a little bit more of an effect on me. You know, I got drunker than I normally would have. So there's, you know, you got to just be careful with that kind of stuff. But other than that, I've had no issues. But I've also not overdosed either. I haven't taken more than I'm supposed to. I follow the the instructions. And I was speculating that that's probably what's happening here is people aren't following the instructions. Or they're, they're, they're taking it too soon because they're feeling hungry sooner. You know, I take my shot on Friday night. Theoretically, I don't really start to feel hungry until Thursday or Friday morning. And as it wears off, I might start to feel like the reason why they up, upped my dose is because I started to feel hungry on Tuesday or Wednesday. And they said, okay, well, we're going to update up, up your dose a little bit. And I went from five milligrams to 7.5 milligrams. But then if you take it too soon, you're putting too much of it in your system. It doesn't have time to, to dissipate before the next dose. And as I was speculating earlier, it's probably that people are sticking themselves with the needle and because of the, the way that it works, they don't feel like it actually worked. And so they take another one and say, well, I'm just going to do that. Or they want to say, I want to lose weight faster. And they somehow think that taking two shots is going to do that. It doesn't. So anyway. We can talk more about that as well, 508-996-0500. But um, I did get a couple of app chat messages regarding that conversation with Mary. Uh, Not Bad Noak Bluff says, good morning, Tim. I absolutely adore Mary. I do too. And Molly in Fairhaven says, tell Mary not to worry, Tim. You are making permanent changes in your food theory that will defeat the yo-yo syndrome. And that was the hardest part about this. And I'm sure it's not not just for me but for anybody that does it, is adjusting the mental way that I thought about eating. So now you don't have to eat. First of all, you don't have to make a plate the same size that you used to. And then if you do, you don't have to eat everything on your plate. It's okay to wrap up leftovers. And I find that my portion size is on average about half of what I used to normally eat. And I'm still adjusting to that fact six months in. Or five months in. Like, I've got to stop putting as much on my plate because I'm not going to eat that much. In fact, we had our holiday party last night and it was served buffet style. And I came back to the table and said to everybody, I was like, I don't know why I took all this food. I'm not going to be able to eat it all. You just have to change the way that you view it. And also... Listen, I'm not proud of this, but food was a constant thought in my head previously. I would wake up and say, all right, when can I 
get breakfast or lunch or whatever I was going to eat. Like, I've got to get something to eat, and then I'd become, like, hyper-focused on what I was going to eat. And then as soon as I finished that, I'd be like, all right, now what am I going to have for dinner? I've got to start thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner. Like, I was preoccupied with food all the time. And now I don't care. Now there's times that I forget to eat, and I've broken that emotional dependence that I had on it. And I think that's what, what drags a lot of people down. All right, I got to take a break. I'll be back in just a few moments. And more of your calls in just a moment at 508-996-0500 or your app chat messages or open line voicemails on the WBSM app. But right now, let's go into the newsroom with Ariel Dorsey. The Senate is approving back pay for senior military officers who had their promotions held up for months by Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville. The bill passed unanimously Thursday and will still require House approval when lawmakers return from the holiday break. The Biden administration is offering no assessment on whether Israel is following international law and its war on Hamas. State Department spokesman Matthew Miller on Thursday was pressed on whether Israel was using U.S. supplied weapons appropriately. Miller said the administration is urging Israel to minimize civilian casualties in Gaza. The U.S. Supreme Court is declining to block Illinois' assault weapons ban. Justice Amy Cooney Barrett denied an emergency request for an injunction. The high court was asked to step in after a federal appeals court upheld the law last month. It was passed earlier this year in response to the deadly mass shooting at a 4th of July parade in Highland Park. General Motors will be laying off around 1,300 Michigan workers early next year because of two vehicles ending production. Some 945 people will lose their jobs at the Orion assembly plant where the Chevrolet Bolt is built. The rest of the layoffs will be at the Lansing Grand River assembly plant where GM is ending production of the Camaro. The Census Bureau is proposing to change the way it collects info on disabled people, and some experts warn it could end up undercounting the disabled population. The the demographics report asks people to answer yes or no to questions about things they have difficulty with. A test of the new questions saw people defined as having a disability drop from 14% to 8%. A London court has ruled in favor of Prince Harry in a lawsuit against a British tabloid publisher. The judge on Friday found there were sufficient proof that the Mirror Group, which owns the Daily Mirror and other publications, had endangered in phone hacking and unlawful information gathering in its coverage of the 39-year-old prince. In sports, the Bruins placed defensemen Charlie McAvoy and forward Paval Zaka on injured reserve. They recalled forward Patrick Brown and defenseman Parker Watherspoon from Providence on an emergency basis. Tonight, the team will visit the New York Islanders. Bailey Zappi has started each of the last few games for the Patriots, but they are likely to be without running back Ramondre Stevenson as he continues to recover from an ankle injury. This Sunday, the Pats will face off against the Chiefs. And the Celtics extend ended their winning streak after taking down the Cavaliers 116-107. Jason Tatum led the team in scoring with 27 points, and Jalen Brown chipped in with 22 points. The Celtics will host the Orlando Magic tonight. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Warming trend as of today, this morning in the mid to lower 30s. 
with mostly clear skies at temperatures for this afternoon around 50. Keep in mind, 44 is the normal high under mostly sunny skies. Overnight, mid-30s, mostly clear for tomorrow. Stellar of a day around 50 with mostly sunny skies. And as we head into the overnight hours, clouds increase. Gray and a slight chance of rain for Sunday afternoon. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. And I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. And you know, today's a good day. The weather is going to be nice. It's going to be sunny. It's going to be like 50 degrees. Today's a good day to get outside and take a look at your roof. See what's going on with your roof and see if you think that it might need some work done before the weather gets bad and the storms start rolling in. We're going to have another one of those storms coming in on Monday. So if you barely got through last week's storm and you say, I don't know if my roof can handle another one. Well, get out there, check it out, and call Precision Window and Kitchen in New Bedford. They are the folks that can come out and replace your roof. Precision Window and Kitchen, right? You're thinking that they can replace your windows. They can. You're thinking they can remodel your kitchen or maybe your bathroom. They can. You're thinking maybe they can replace your entryway doors and put new weather stripping around them to keep the cold out. Of course, they can do all of that. But they also replace roofs. And this is the time of year to call them and get them to come out and do that before the bad winter weather starts rolling in. So see if you have some separation on your roof, see if there's some some leaks, see if there's some fading, see if there's some shingles falling off, or maybe it's just been 20 years since you've had anything done to your roof. Those are all signs that you need to have something, something repaired at least. So call them, have them come out and take a look at it. They will come out and give you a free, no obligation estimate. It's so easy. You can stop by their showroom at 1111 Acushnet Avenue in New Bedford and talk with them about it, and they can show you some of the materials that they use. Or you can just go right online to precisionwindowandkitchen.com and you can sign up and they will come out to your home and tell you exactly what to expect. Precision Window and Kitchen in New Bedford. They do it right. They do it with precision. All right, I've got to um, I've got to take a break here. No, you know what? I'll hold off on the break a little bit. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. I thought it was interesting, too, uh, going back to our conversation yesterday with Tom Nickerson, the president of the New Bedford Educators Association, uh, we fi- I, I had asked him the question if because people are upset that they are taking time away from the academic day of students saying, well, why are they taking classroom time away to give teachers more prep time? And aside from the fact that it is contractually obligated, they're contractually obligated to give the teachers prep time and that the teachers are losing that prep time because they, they have too many vacancies and not enough substitute teachers. So teachers are losing their prep time to cover other classes. Aside from all of that, uh, I remembered that when the schools were designated underperforming, part of the turnaround plans for schools involved adding time to the school day. And I'm glad that we got the answer to that yesterday with Tom because, yes, 
the before it got the underperforming designation, the school day dismissal time was 2.09. So students are still going to be dismissed three minutes later than they were prior to 2014. So as we know, you know, the graduation rates have gone up at New Bedford High. The school is still considered underperforming, according to Tom Nickerson yesterday, but it is not nearly as dire of a situation as it was. And this change in time was not state mandated. It was something that the school and the union came up with as part of that turnaround plan. And so they were able to negotiate that away. I'm sorry. They had already had a agreed upon work day. They were able to negotiate that away with a, memor- a memorandum memorandum of agreement that allowed them to kind of supersede that for to, to be able to, to help with the turnaround. And now they feel that they don't they don't need to have that in place anymore. So for everybody who's up in arms, oh, they're taking time away from the kids. They're, they're not really. They're taking time away that they added to the kids as part of this plan that they now feel that they don't need as part of the turnaround. So the, your kids are not getting less of an education. Kids are not losing educational time. If they're losing three minutes from every period, they're losing screw around time. I've talked to a couple more teachers and I said, you know, do you, what, what do you think that impact will be of you losing three minutes a period in terms of what you're offering students? And they, they all said nothing. It'll all come out in the wash. It'll all be fine. It'll all even out. And the important part is they'll be able to plan better lessons and give students that extra help. So I don't, I don't know why people are so... What happens is, I got accused the other day from somebody in App Chat saying that I don't know anything about what's going on in schools. Well, I would argue that the people that are against this idea really have no idea what's going on in that particular school. Because I've talked to people that do. I've talked to teachers, administrators, students, two students. Now, to be fair, they're two very good students. So I don't know that, you know, a lack of class time would affect them anyway. But I think that you've got a situation here that is a win all the way around. You've got kids that are happier to get out early. And if part of the exchange for that is you just got to sit down when you come into class, stop screwing around, we're going to get right to it. They'll be fine. Everything's going to be fine. You can read more about it at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. I have all the information there for you. And um, you can hear the interview with Tom Nickerson on the podcast. I didn't want to correct him on the air, but I, I am a Wareham High graduate. Tom and I have known each other for a long time, so we just might be confused. But uh, yeah, I didn't go to New Bedford High, but that's all right. I've spent a lot of time there covering sports over the years, so it's it's easy to to think that I might have always been part of that school community. Um, I should take, you know, before I take a break, let me just take this call here. Good morning, Shawnee, and I'm, I'm going to let you break the one call per show rule. What's on your mind? Yeah, I mean, well, because you um, had to cut me short before. 
because of the breaks. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you can call back in and get more time. I know, but um, you really, it's cut short. I don't want to argue about it. I want to ask you about on what are you going to have on Christmas on the radio station? You're going to have Christmas music? Uh, there, I know, I believe there's some football that will be happening on that day. I have to double check the schedule, but I think they have some games. All day? I don't know. I'll have to check the schedule. Well, I, another thing, why don't you like Christmas music? Because I do, and I love hearing it on the radio. I don't dislike it. I just play it closer to Christmas. Oh, you're going to wait till the last minute to play it? Yeah. But it puts you in the spirit when you put it on before. All right, well, Barry's going to play it for you all all day, so you can hear it when Barry I plays love, it. I love Barry's show. Um, another thing is... Um, I'm so sick of the schools, and I pay taxes here. I am fed up with the schools. All this mayor does is schools, schools, schools. Everything is the schools. Well, you know the schools and, are the biggest part of any municipal budget. No, no, no. There's too much in here. There's too much going on here with the schools in the Bedford. Well, what, what, what thing, is too much? What is? Say something he's specific. Some, he's breaking ground somewhere down the south end for some kind of school that is for a pre-kindergarten to make them better they're, in kindergarten. They're building two. Me. They're building two new schools. They're building a new school. Yeah, well, I'm not for it. Okay. And another thing well, is, so you want kids to go to schools they, that are over 100 years old? Yeah, there's one right here. What is he going to do with the building up here on Mount Pleasant Street? They're hoping to eventually replace all of them. Well, there's an empty building there that's sitting there with a nice yard, a big yard and everything. I say use well, the they're, old they're putting, buildings. They're putting those buildings up for sale so that, uh, you know, developers can come in and turn them into housing oh, or whatever yeah, else we're right. doing. Yeah, right. That's why, that's why we got nothing going on yet. What a mess. All right. Well, there's a there's a very interesting story with New Bedford Light. We'll talk about it with Jack on Monday. But they um, they just got a bunch of money approved from the Massachusetts School Building Authority. They're going to be building. Yeah, right. That's why the taxes are up again. The taxes aren't going to go down. That's BS. All right. Well, they're yeah, gonna now they're looking to replace up. New Bedford High School too. Yeah, I, I got to get out of here. I got to move to Florida. I got to go. This is too much. Barry was did the right thing when he sold his house. I'll tell you. All right. Okay. Well, you have a good day. Bye. Take it easy. All right. I'm going to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. And welcome back in. Sorry, I couldn't get my music to start there. Welcome back in. 508-996-0500. That is the number to call in and chime in. And, of course, don't forget, tonight is the big night. Tonight is the night that Santa Claus comes to visit WBSM. He's going to be here with me at 7 o'clock. We're going to be taking phone calls from all the kids across the South Coast. And it's going to be happening again from 7 p.m. Uh, tonight right here on WBSM. You'll be able to live stream it in addition to having it on the radio at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. So even if you're not going to be in the area and you still want to hit listen and you still want to call in, you can still do that. And it's all brought to you by New Bedford Fire Union Local 841. They're the ones that made the arrangements for Santa to be able to fly in here and have also made it so that we can go commercial free and fit in as many calls as we can. They also made a nice donation to our WBSM Mini Miracle family, the Lima family. So uh, they were very generous this year. And so we are going to be having Santa Claus on tonight, taking your child's phone calls. And uh, of course, all the information is right there at WBSM.com. Just click on the Santa hotline for more info. And we'll have a button on the app later on that you can just press to call in to the Santa hotline as well. 
And uh, you can even try recording it as an open line voicemail. I don't know how many of those we'll get to just because I'm sure we'll be inundated with phone calls. But if you can't call in live and you want to leave that voicemail, I'll play it for Santa, even if we don't get to play it on the air. And then, of course, we will have it as a podcast. I'm going to record it and put it up on the Tim Weisberg Show podcast so that you'll be able to uh, have that as a keepsake for your child as well. And, of course, you might also want to be listening to that while you are at Edaville. If you're going to head out to Edaville tonight, it's going to be a beautiful night, a perfect night for Edaville. So why not head on over there when they open, you know, take a train ride, do everything you're going to do. Then at 7 o'clock, you can gather around the cell phone. You can call Santa Claus and then go back to your Edaville celebration. They have so many things going on over there, including the thousands and thousands of holiday lights that you can check out. And, of course, they've got that steam train ride, vintage steam train rides that you can take all around the park and see all of those lights. And then also, don't forget, too, they've got tons of amusement park rides now. They've got the carousel. They've got the scrambler, the best scrambler you'll ride. They've got, um, over in the Alpine Village, a really fun roller coaster. So many great rides for the whole family that you will definitely want to ride them while you are there. Also, get yourself some delicious treats with all the great food they have. The fried dough is some of the best you'll ever have. And you want to put the cinnamon and the sugar on it, despite what other people may tell you. Cinnamon and the sugar. That's how you make a good fried dough. Uh, all kinds of other great foods and treats as well. It was nice to actually be able to get some spiked cider while I was there. That was helpful. That warmed me up. And, of course, all kinds of other great things as well. So you can get your tickets starting at just $12.95, and they're all available at edaville.com. But I would get on edaville.com right now and get those tickets because otherwise you run the risk of it selling out. On a night like tonight where it's going to be you know warmer than it's been and it's going to be a beautiful, clear night, and it's close to the holiday, everybody's going to be thinking Edaville. So get on edaville.com right now and get your tickets so that you don't miss out. And if you can't go tonight, tomorrow night's supposed to be a beautiful night as well. So uh, you get those tickets now at edaville.com. I've got to take one final break this hour. We'll be right back. Um, For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.